Thank you that you've created us each differently with our, with our own talents and skills. And we pray that as we listen today, we will be able to think a little bit more about how we can use our time and our talents to your glory. Amen. So this is the day that, well, the Lord has made. I can't, um, yeah, this is why I need to write everything down. Um, this is the day that we particularly are starting to think about um, how we give our stuff to God. So over this next couple of weeks, we're going to be thinking about today, time and talents, and next week are, um, are more of our stuff, our finances. We can learn a lot from this familiar and well-loved story of Jesus' first recorded miracle. I still think it's incredible that his first recorded miracle was to make drunk people a bit drunker. And there's, there's a lot in there that I'm not going to, I'm not going to look at. But it, we, are, we can see something there of God's overwhelming provision for us. I mean, he made enough wine for people to swim in. It was kind of ridiculous. Like in the Gospels, often, we're left with very little basic information about the story. Who was getting married? Why was Jesus' mother there? Um, How on earth did they manage to miscalculate so badly that they ran out of wine? This would have been an absolute disaster in that place. Perhaps it's good that we're left to fill in the blanks. In the Gospels, stories often come alive when we can fill in the details in our imagination. And you will have noticed it yourself. When you read a story, it's completely different to, from when you actually watch it on TV. Maybe the wedding planners were really bad at maths. Maybe they were so poor they just ran out. Maybe they were swamped by random passing preachers and his band of strange friends. We don't know. But I want to concentrate on one incident in this story, the time when Jesus is basically told what to do by his mum. Somebody who knows him well, knows his strengths, and knows that God has something incredible for his life. But even though he was told to do something by his mum, Jesus doesn't rush to sort everything out straight away. He actually basically seems to say no to her at first. In what, for us, seems like quite a rude way. It, it, it isn't. But, I mean, this isn't a very holy way to start the ministry of the Son of God, is it? Making wine. Not a great beginning. Not an auspicious beginning. Not like a big bang somewhere at the temple that everywhere one can see. It's easy to think of Jesus as somebody who knew exactly what was going to happen to him every day. He was God, right? He had a mission statement, didn't he? He stood up in that synagogue and read that prophecy, that amazing, amazing prophecy from Isaiah, saying that it had come true with him. Freedom of sight to the blind, setting free the oppressed, good news for the poor, pardon for prisoners. Surely that sounds like a good mission statement, a vision statement like every good leader should have. Surely God would have given Jesus the best schedule for the most efficient way to tell the good news to the whole of the world. 
just like downloaded it into his brain. Well, it really doesn't seem like that was the case. If you read the accounts of his life that we see in the Gospels, you can see quite a lot of hanging around. He would have taken a lot of time walking with his friends and talking with them. A lot of time eating and drinking. He did like a party. And here, he's at a wedding with his friends. And that would have been for a whole week. And I can't imagine that Jesus was hanging back in the corner with a holy and disapproving look on his face. He, He really liked to be there. But I'd like us to think of Jesus' conversation with his mum by using one word, and that word is open. Jesus had to have a mind that was open enough to hear what his mother was telling him. These people are in trouble. He also had to have a mind that was open enough to change, because it does seem that there is a change in Jesus because of what he hears. We're not entirely sure what goes on in his mind, but at the end, he does what his mum suggests. I wonder if anybody in church or anywhere else has suggested to you that you might do something that you didn't really want to do in the first place. When I was at a previous church that will remain nameless, I grew to be quite wary of the vicar coming up and asking me to do things with a glint in his eye. Claire, I have a task you might be interested in doing. Oh, oh yes. Thinking I might be visiting people, healing the sick, preaching at an evening service, something awesome. No. I'd like you to take charge of making sure all the candles are drip-free and neat. (laughs) And he was really excited about this. It wasn't, yeah, anyway, (laughs) not what I had imagined at all. But after a few months of toilet cleaning glass cleaning and candle tidying, um, I realized how important a lot of that stuff had been for me. Service isn't always glam. And actually, in some of those times when I'd just been in the church pottering around doing things, I had some great conversations with people. And sometimes, I don't know if you found this, it's easier to talk to people when you're doing something alongside them than when you're having a cozy chat over a cup of coffee. So we need to have a mind open enough to change. Please don't ask me to trim candles. But but we also need to have eyes that are open to see what the needs are around us. In a culture based on honour and shame, like the culture in, in, um, in Jesus' time, it would have been awful to run out of anything at a wedding. It would would have been a sign that um, the family were inhospitable, that they were unable to care for people, that they were unable to care for the new member of their family. Not an auspicious way of starting out a new life together. Jesus knew this, and he knew that he could do something about it. Many of you might know that we've been developing a church family vision, and it's still being developed based on the needs which we see around us. And I wonder if anybody remembers what the four headings are. Don't worry, I won't ask for feedback at this point. Um, The first one is hospitality. Creating space so we can share life and make community. And then families, remembering that families come in all shapes and sizes and we we need to welcome everybody. Then our service patterns, thinking about how we can, again, make 
our service patterns as, as accessible for the widest amount of people as possible. And then finally, our facilities, our buildings, the things we have, what we're going to do about those in the future. Lots of questions about that. Of course, these are not our only needs, but we've got to start somewhere. And this vision statement has been developed after a long period of consultation. It's changing, like life. We need to keep our eyes open and see what is changing around us. So, a mind open to listen to people and to change. Eyes open to see what the needs are. And thirdly, hands open so we can get on with it. Have a look at your hands for a while. They're an absolute marvel, our hands. They're a marvel of engineering. 27 bones, no muscles in your hands. Opposable thumbs that only humans have that set us apart from all the animal kingdom. Incredible. Fingerprints that are yours and yours alone. Nobody else has the same fingerprints. And super sensitive skin on your fingertips and on on your palms that's also really tough. Our hands are the interface between us and the world. One of the interfaces. In order to do most things, we've got to open our hands and move them. Body language, of course, is really significant. We don't know exactly how Jesus was standing when his mum called him over. Oh, mum, not yet. Maybe not. He was 30, not 13. Um, We don't know exactly what he did with his hands when he did his his miracle. Because, I mean, it just seems like he said something. But surely he pointed at those massive stone water jars. Yes, those ones over there. We need to use our hands to get things done. We open our hands to receive and then we use them. You know, this is a bit of a conundrum. We are all unconditionally loved by God. We don't need to earn God's love by doing stuff. We don't need to earn God's love by signing up on a church rota and being thanked at the front of church, and working ourselves so hard in church that we never want to come back. We don't need to do that. God wants us to be able to be delighting in life, just like Jesus showed us how to delight when he did his first miracle at that party. In order to delight in life, we need some time just to be. Our identity doesn't come through what we do, Though partly it's very important what we do. Our identity comes through Jesus. Because of his life, his ministry, his death, his resurrection, we can have a relationship with the God who made the universe. With the great maker of time. This good news, this gospel, is what underpins everything we do. And if it's not underpinning what, everything we do, what is the point? Because when we even know a tiny little bit of God's love for us, we can't help but want to do something about it. It's so incredibly overwhelming and huge, like that wine that we could swim in, that we have to do something about it. And sometimes this means actually getting stuck in and doing something in church. But this can happen in many ways. We're all different, and that's great. I wonder if you're sitting there wondering, what on earth can I do? I don't have any time. I can't do anything. 
Well, as we can see from our story, there are different ways we can discover how we can get involved in God's mission. We can be asked by somebody, like Mary asked Jesus. We can allow ourselves to have a mind open enough to be changed, like Jesus did. We can have eyes open to the needs of the people around us. And we can have hands that are open and ready to get stuck in to the business of getting on with God's mission in our church family, in the world, whatever that might mean. We're now going to have a couple of members of our church family come up and tell us a little bit of how they're working in this part of God's church family. As you listen to them, I encourage you to have your hands open as a symbol of your readiness to get on board with what's happening here. A symbol of your openness to hear, to change, and to act. So I wonder if Amber could come up. Just pop it on your chin. No, you don't have anything on your chin, but just put the, oh. put the microphone there. Hi. So, so Amber... What do yes. you do in church? Oh my goodness, really? But sure, sure. <sighs> okay. <laughs> you, you can just remember one thing if you want. I have had breakfast. My mind's just gone completely blank. Toby could probably tell you. Yes, what do you want to know? Just stuff? Yeah, yeah. things that you do. Things I do. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, I run Noah's Ark which is our Tuesday afternoon toddler group. And it starts at 1, um, help us arrive at 12.30. Um, and it's really amazing because a lot of mums from the area come and it feels like a place where lonely mums come. Okay, hang on a minute. You're totally answering the rest of my questions. Oh, sorry. So, yeah, so list of things you do. Okay. Yeah. You want That's list. good. Okay. I, no, I'm not... Hook. Some people are less easy to manage than others. So, <laughs> I love you. Um, Noah's Ark, um, ladies' mum's home group. Yeah. Uh, Bible tots. Um, noting a theme here, mums and babies. Um, okay, that's, that's great. I know you yeah. do lots of other things. But what do you enjoy most about what you do? Uh, what do I enjoy the most? I enjoy seeing transformation. I know that sounds a bit technical, but I enjoy seeing people change from one place to another. And that's not done by us, me, or any people, but by God through us. Yeah. That makes sense. So, but you can see change over time. And it, sometimes it feels... Like, it's going to take forever. But, yeah, I love when something happens. You're like, oh, change has happened. Um, through the people you know, uh, through the people you meet. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes, yeah, like you said, it sometimes takes a long time. Yeah, 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 yeah. How, I think you've already answered this question. How does yeah. this serve God? Um, the stuff. Yeah. Um. Okay, can I go back to what I was talking about? Sure. Okay. 
Um, I think it serves God because those people that come in from out there, um, they sometimes don't need like this. They need just someone to listen and they need to know that God loves them and that other people love them. So it helps to show God's love, I think. Great. Yeah. And why would you recommend that others would get involved with with good stuff? Um, Because if you have a passion for loving people when they are hurting and broken, you can do it every day. There's so many opportunities. Um, Who do you feel called to? Who do you feel have a passion for? Is it mums that are lonely? Um, Is it um, the older people in our community? You can actually, with your hands and your feet, you can actually help the people you have a passion for or a heart for. Um, Yeah, and if you have a heart for mums and dads that have toddlers, please come to me. (laughs) And, um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much, Amber, and, and thank you for everything you do. Thanks very much. Peter. So, like I said, everybody is different, and we all have different skills and talents, and uh, Peter is not amber. Though you're wearing almost the same colour. That's good. Only real men can wear that. <laughs> Indeed. I've often said that to you. <laughs> so, Peter, what, how are you involved in church? I'm on the welcome team, as yeah. you can see. Yeah, good yeah. visual aid. Um, I sometimes do the the audiovisual stuff, yep. mostly the visual. Um, I, I did do the sound desk, but after 20 years in the artillery, I realised I'm probably not qualified <laughs> anymore. <laughs> oh, and I, I'm, I'm currently on the PCC, the, the um, trustees group. What do you enjoy most about? Oh, it's get, getting stuck stuff. in, yeah. really. And um, I enjoy um, things that help other people. So, you know, creating the, yeah. the physical atmosphere and, and stuff like that. Like the, um, the games night that you're planning for Friday. Ah, yes. yes. If you haven't got your tickets, um, <laughs> Quick plug. come and see me afterwards. Um, <laughs> fantastic food, um, low-level games, nothing too taxing. Yeah, uh, you're saying lots, that now, lots right? Of fun. Yeah, well, it's not like a quiz. It's just, okay. uh, you know, party games. Yeah? Um, do come. So, why... All the things that you're involved in, I know that there's a long list. How would yeah. you say they serve God? Um, I think it's, it's because uh, one is a member of God's family. And as in a family, you do things together and make things happen. Um, yes, I don't, I don't see it as a, a great sort of leadership thing. It's more of a facilitating. Thank you. And why would you recommend that other people get involved? Because it's good fun. <laughs> That's um, a good reason. You know, yeah. Uh, we, we actually have a lot of fun together um, doing these things. Yeah. And they're good, aren't they? Yeah. 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 Thank you very much. Thanks, Peter, and thank you for everything you do. Thanks. Oh, I put that in wrong. I think that's wrong. Anyway. Um, as you can see, one of my skills and talents is probably not anything to do with technology. And that's fine. We're all different. Yes. 
wheels nodding at the back. You may have noticed that um, the, the pew sheet that you were given, potentially. No? Oh, there's some pew sheets at the back. And inside, there's a list of some of the volunteer vacancies that we've got at the moment. Have, have a quick squiz down it, when, if you can find one at the back. And um, we'd love to hear from you if you'd like to get involved. But I have to say at the end of this bit that you have to always remember that God loves us whatever we do. And God loves us whether or not we're involved in a church rota. This is not the important thing. The important thing is being part of the church family. And at different times of our lives, we've got more time than others. So, yes. But we, we would love to hear from you. And especially if you've got a new idea for something. That would that'd be really exciting. So, as we, um, as we come to the end of this time of thinking about our times and talents, let's pray. And maybe you'd like to open your hands as you pray.